I want to thank you so much for tuning into our podcast called Cooking in the Catskills. I am your host, Brett August. I've cooked in some of New York City's finest restaurants. I've worked next to some people that were tattooed from their eyeballs to their toes. I've traveled all over the world and eaten some of the best food ever. We're going to have some amazing stories from some of the Catskills' finest chefs, from some of the chefs that I've worked with that are inspired me to become who I am. We're going to have some amazing stories from our family members that grew up in the Catskills from when they were little kids. And we're going to have a best time ever. Chef, welcome to Cooking in the Catskills. How are you today? Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm great. How are you? Really good. Really, really, really good. Uh, basically because I'm super excited to have you as my guest. Uh, it's been a long time coming. And I first want to start off by saying I think you have the best chicken wings that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> They're insane. I appreciate that. The popcorn's great. Uh, you're the executive chef of Calicoon Hills, which um, is the talk of the town right now, the hottest spot in the Catskills. Uh, why don't you bring us into um, telling me a little about yourself um, and how you um, basically ended up even cooking to begin with? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, like you said, uh, executive chef at Calicoon Hills. Um, before that, I was the executive chef at North Branch Inn. And before that, I was the uh, opening chef de cuisine at the De Bruce, which is what um, led me to here uh, before that. I, I was cooking in the city um, from 2013. I started up at BLT Fish, BLT Steak, and then just kind of started doing quick stints uh, around the city. I was looking for the upstate experience, but I didn't know that that's what I was looking for up until 2017. Um, you know, I was getting kind of tired of, of calling in uh, my orders to purveyors that didn't care about me, didn't care about the quality of the food. They, just, they were just looking to make a sale. And I kind of yearned for that uh, local relationship that I have now. Um, and so we found it. Uh, we, we got a call uh, from Sims and uh, Justine at Foster Supply Hospitality uh, with the opportunity to open up with the Bruce. And it was exactly what we wanted to do. Everything was local uh, from our farmers. It was foraged from the mountain behind the, uh, the property. And, you know, and at the same time, my, my girlfriend and I were looking to escape the, the chaos of the city. So, you know, all the, all the needles pointed in the right direction. And we said, all right, let's, you know, let's, let's take this leap. Let's get out of here and let's figure it out. And we started visiting uh, the area to kind of get a feel of what we were going to get ourselves into. And just, you know, it was love at first sight uh, from the house that we found, from the locals in, in Calicoon uh, that were so welcoming. So such an, an amazing and supporting group. Um, it was just love at first light. So we moved up here and then we just started working and cooking and the honeymoon period isn't over. <laughs> you know, I'm still in love with, with, with the area, with the ingredients, with the opportunities that just come, you know, they come about every day. Tell me a lot of people start cooking, you know, young and with me, you know, it was my mom in the kitchen, Italian background, all that jazz. What about you? I mean, your mom cooking, is it something you grew up doing it? You know, how did that happen? Yeah. Same scenario. My mom was one of, uh, 11 kids. And so they all obviously had children as well, three or four at least. So the family was huge. And uh, my mom was usually the one that was in the kitchen cooking for the family gatherings, you know, whether it be birthdays or Christmas or New Year's, whatever it was. 
she was kind of the official unofficial caterer of it. And the only way she can keep eyes on me was to just have me next to her in the kitchen. And it was, you know, it was, it, it was a hands-on experience. I mean, aside from, you know, just being home, the love and the tension that my mom gave us is always, it always came from the kitchen. Uh, and we were always hanging out with her in the kitchen. So we were always just very involved in the, the day-to-day meal making for my dad or just for the, you know, the household eating. Uh, and then when the events happened, obviously it was full hands on deck. So, you know, as a kid, you just kind of fall, you know, start falling in love with it. You, you, and then you consume it. And it's very interesting to see one product become a byproduct. And then you're ingesting this delicious, full of love meal. And yeah, it just kind of stuck with me. You know, I tried a bunch of different careers and none of them really stuck the way the kitchen did. And, uh, you know, I realized later on in life, I'm like, holy, holy cow, like this is what I should have been doing the whole time, but it was just more of a hobby and more of a passion than, than I ever considered it a career until I considered it a career. And that's when I went to culinary school. I went to uh, FCI and that didn't last very long, but I, you know, I got out of there and really got all my experience from, from being in the kitchens. Uh, FCI French culinary Institute in New York city. Yes. Nice. Really cool. What year was that? That was in 2009 actually. Okay, I went to New York restaurant school many, many moons ago. So, are you born in the States or where? No, I was born in Colombia. I was born in Colombia in South America. And uh, we moved here when I was three years old. So, I moved here in 88, moved to New York City. And I uh, was raised in Queens and never left until four years ago. Really cool. Are your mom and dad still in Queens? Yeah, they are. They are in my childhood home. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, where, crazy. where in Queens um, is that? On Fresh Meadows, right by Flushing. Uh, about, oh, we're, I don't know where Francis Lewis High School is. It's a really small but big community at the same time. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in the center of everything, right by Flushing, right by the, uh, right by the Med, well, city, what city field now it used to be Shea Stadium. A couple things that I really enjoy about you. Um, your demeanor, um, you know, the, the soft-spoken, super nice gentleman who is super respectful, you know, because a lot of people are running kitchens and, you know, they're animals. They're, you know, disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. I guess that maybe that was the era that I was cooking, you know, way back in the day where it was, you know, it's a bunch of maniacs running around. But um, I've been in your kitchen and people are wearing Air Jordans and listening to rap music. I mean, it's just everything that I wish I could possibly be in running a kitchen like you and, so where is this from? Is it your mom's, mom's side? Is your dad's side? Is it both of them? I mean, because you're a crazy cool dude. I mean, to be in the position that you are in, you know, king of the Catskills, I mean, your food is excellent. <laughs> Thank you. The atmosphere is amazing. You could bring your dog. We're sitting. There's people from Connecticut. Then there's people from Maine. We walk into the dining room. It's jam-packed. Uh, everybody's very good-looking, stylish. We know the host. It's just, it's really, I don't know, it's a great, great time being there. And then you walk in the kitchen, I'm talking to you. You got tickets running across the board. You still give me a pound and you're like, you know, thank you. How are you? It's just nice. You're a good dude. So is this, you know, from, you know, your mom's side, your dad's side? I'm just curious. I had to ask you. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. You know, like a, <clears throat> like a, like a, like the perfect dish. It's all about balancing, right? So, uh, luckily I came into the industry in a moment where it was a little transitional. So some of, you know, you, you kind of had that half and half. You kind of had those guys that were still animals that were still, you know, the, the pots and pan throwers. Uh, but the new generation of the cooks that were coming in weren't 
built that way. You know, they weren't, uh, they didn't have the mental capacity or the mental strength to, to deal with that. And to be honest with you, I, I don't think that that is necessary to make good food. I don't think it's necessary to, to execute at a high level either. Um, <clears throat> I was, I, you know, I was also in those kitchens where everything was super tight and everything was just very, but it, it got to a point where that almost became stale. Right. And I feel that your emotions, regardless of the quality of the food, your emotional stability or level does reflect on the food. And I think that in order to make delicious food, when you're not the one, you know, when you have wine cooks, you are no longer touching everything that's coming out of the window. And uh, in order for it to be to your standard or as perfect as you want it to, you want them to be at 100 percent and you want them to be comfortable and you want them to almost feel like they're at home. So without sacrificing too many, too many standards and too much level of execution, you, you kind of learn to pick your battles, right? Especially now, given the, given the COVID times, you, you know, good, good hands, good sets of hands are, are hard to come by. So, you know, music, I don't think music is a bad idea to have in the kitchen. You know, communication is key. And during service, music is off. Everybody is quiet. Everybody, you know, when we're on, we're on. But during prep time, that's the most essential time. You know, that, I think that's when I want all my cooks to be uh, feeling like they're at home. So, you know, if music's on, that's okay with me. You know, if you want to wear sneakers that, you know, that are not going to allow you to slip and fall, that's fine. You know, whatever, whatever makes you feel comfortable up until service time. Once service time starts, you know, head down, shut up, head down, nothing but delicious and amazing food. But other than that, you know, I want you to feel at home. I want my guests to feel at home. I want my staff to feel at home. I want everybody to feel at home because that's the one place you're sacrificing in order to be at the restaurant working with me or for me. Yeah, it really shows. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it really shows. Uh, I like walking in your kitchen. I like, um, I mean, it's kind of like family. I know you're, you're, I don't know if he's your, I call him your right-hand man, your sous chef. But, you know, as you know, I went to high school with his wife. And, you know, I know him from other, it's just, you run, people are really, talk to your guys. They're really happy working for you. You lead a really good crew. Um, And you're absolutely right. I remember when I was cooking back in the city days, music was on all the time, except for service time. It turned off. But you know what? it's motivating. People love it. It gets your juices flowing. It's super cool. I got to tell you that hummus sandwich is ridiculous too. That's really good, man. (laughs) Yeah. The Dinoki dish, you know, I love that stuff. That was, that was on point. You're doing, you just do some really, really, really good food. I enjoy it. I wanted to ask you, um, what, like, what do you enjoy? I know, you know, it's, it's tough being a chef because, you know, you grew up cooking something, this or Colombian, this or that. But when you're cooking for people, you know, you have to appease them and do menus according to where you are, the cat skills, the atmosphere, this, that. But what do you enjoy cooking? Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy cooking everything, anything in general. My, my, my rule of thumb, you know, you on the way to work and on the way from work, you have, you, you have your environment. You have what's going on around you, right? So on my way to work, I look out the window. You know, yeah, eyes on the road, but there's also this beautiful environment around me that inspires me the most. And so, you know... it's not just a seasonal thing. It's a daily thing, right? So, you know, what what I see outside the window is what I want to put on the plate or what I want it, what I want you to see on the plate so that when you're on your ride home, you're still seeing my dish around, around you, around what's going on around you, whether it be because of the venison, because of the turkey, because of, you know, whatever, whatever it is you saw on the plate, I want you to see that on your way home and on your daily ride to wherever you're going. So it's constantly on your mind. It's constantly repetitive and, it's fresh. It's delicious. It's just, it doesn't go away. I love to cook. I, I hate eating it, but I love cooking seafood, you know, and that's not, that's something that's not very, 
available to us here other than, than the trout is what's super, super local. But I love cooking seafood. There's something about executing it properly and perfectly and uh, how fragile it is that just, you know, just it's, it's exciting to have that challenge and to have to do it, you know, a hundred times a night, you know, for, for all the covers is, is, is fun. Everybody I've interviewed and anybody I've ever spoken to has never understood exactly what you said. And I cannot wait to tell Alice and my wife, I love cooking fish, but I'm not the biggest fish eater. But there's something about fish. And you just summed it up. Isn't it crazy? I love cooking fish, right? Everything about it. It's, there's something so so like intimate about it, right? Like it's it's challenging. It could be frustrating. It could be... But at that point, when it when it time when it's time for the seafood to hit the pan, it doesn't matter how in the weeds you are. It doesn't matter how skilled you are. It, it all stops. Like you have nothing else to focus on but that dish or that protein at that moment because it, it requires that much attention. It's just like it's the one thing that can destroy the night or make the night. Totally. And you just have to focus on it. And it's it's it's, it's and the intimacy is what I what I love about it the most. It's just you you just connected to that one piece. I love it too. It's just amazing. It really is great. I mean, because how many, you know, people can be like, listen, I have a fish pan, you know, like I have a pan for fish, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, like don't get my fish pan wet, you know, don't ever give it to the dishwasher. Like, you know, it's like your, like your BMW of, uh, of kitchen tools. It's so great that you said that, man. It's really, really cool. I want to get, ask you one more really good question or what my, my favorite question to ask is, um, so your menu's really good. Um, everything on it's good. Um, even from the popcorn, that ridiculous popcorn. What is it, the chili, the lime? That stuff isn't chili lime. Yeah. Oh God! All the way down to the desserts, to the entrees. So right now on your menu that's out there, what's your favorite thing? The wings, like you mentioned earlier. You know, the, <clears throat> it's something so simple. It's something that everybody's got on their menu. But I think it's the one item on the menu that we dedicate so much time and so many uh, steps to. Um, we, we cure them first uh, with salt, sugar, herbs, spices. We let them cure for a little bit. Nice and relaxed. Uh, we want to bring the, temper- the, the temperature of the wings to a safe level and not completely cold because we want the meat to expand and relax and absorb uh, all these spices and herbs. Uh, then we, we rinse them off and we confit them for about an hour. So we cook them in fat really low and slow to really break down any fibers, any tissue, anything that just is going to get in the way of you enjoying the, the wing itself. Um, then we cool them down. We cool them down. We, we, we rapid chill them to have them seize up again and congeal, which will be easier uh, for us to handle them so they don't break apart. And then on the pickup, we, uh, we, we, uh, what's it called? We dust them in cornmeal and deep fry them so that they get really crispy on the outside. Uh, so it'll be super crispy outside, very, very tender, soft on the inside. And then we have a couple of, uh, we have two sauces, a uh, maple syrup base and then a spicy honey sauce. Um, we also smoke another set of wings for, with a dry rub. So there's three choices to pick from. But my favorite ones are definitely the spicy ones. Uh, it's honey, it's a chili lime honey sauce. And then we throw a little bit of lavender and micro cilantro on top to kind of just mess around with with your palate a little bit get a nice uh, aroma and relax like it's it, to me it's like a, it's a, it's spicy but it's warm and, and and like like a hug i don't know there's something about the, the aromatics that just kind of like bring it home and take away from just it being spicy just being sweet it, you know it's a, it's a whole experience that we get from our that we give with our wings uh we also serve them whole 
you know, again, everybody does the segments, everybody does the sections, but there's something I like messy eating. I like, you know, I like your hands on, get it all over your face. Get, you know, yeah, you're on a date, but so what? Both of you are getting sauces everywhere. You know, like it's just, it, it's, it's about breaking down walls and just making you feel comfortable, making you feel at home. You know what I mean? It should be delicious and saucy and just all over the place. And when it's over, then you get your main course, but you still remember the wings. Even when, even when you're having the dessert. They were amazing. I, I, to everything that you just said right now is like I, I got goosebumps because I just they were so good. They were so good that the people next to us were eating him. The people next to us were eating him, and they all, you know, we were all talking. They were like, "They're insane." They like, uh, thank you for telling me the process because I couldn't. I asked Allison, "I'm like, are they sous vide? Like, what does he do to these things?" They were like butter you know you go to um you know uh, the pizzeria you get wings you get these wings and you taste them they're hard they're chewy your wings like melt in your mouth yeah, yeah. even even the sauce is in an afterthought you know a lot of a lot of places go from the jar to the table and you know we we, we take our honey we reduce it we we season it you know this, the, even the sauces go through it through a lengthy process so but it just again it's just it's about putting the love into the dish again it's a simple yeah it's a wing it's a chicken wing but the process makes it one of the best wings of, you know if i can say so myself it's just it's a super delicious wing and i, I when i go eat there I, i'll order i'll have two orders before my entree to be honest oh my god i could have i could have uh i mean we ordered almost <laughs> everything on the menu but i could have went back and had fun they were i mean they're that good but your food is good it's seasoned well but you can tell by talking to you and the techniques and um the care and the passion and just the word and the verbiage you're using, it shows. You, you've been cooking for a long time and I'm honored to to know you, to eat there. You could bring your dog. I think everybody's got to get there. This is just the beginning for you. Chef, I want to thank you so much for joining us on Cooking in the Catskills. Um, thank you for is, having me, man. It's a pleasure. Oh, man, you got to be kidding me. It's a pleasure to eat your food. This is just one of many. You'll be on the show again. Um, keep it up. Thank you for everything. Um, and I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Just rock on. And, Definitely. And get a good night's sleep because tomorrow you'll probably do 150 dinner service. I hope so, man. I hope so. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. I'll talk to you later. Well, I don't know about you, but my mouth is watering. I'm having over to Calicoon Hills to grab about four plates of wings and throw them down. I'm going to bring my dog. I'm going to check out their views. We're going to chill out and have a really good time. Executive Chef JP, thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you. Have a great evening.